Welcome to Telling the Tale, the podcast that we sometimes do. A podcast about every single episodic Telltale video game. I'm joined, as always, by Dustin Jackson. Hey, Dustin, what's up? Hey, Mitchell. Uh, the sky. <laughs> Just kidding. I know what you meant. Okay, so what's the answer to that question? Jeez. Oh, yeah. Uh, nothing. Okay, great. Uh, I was thinking today, just as a little change of pace, mm-hmm. we could cover Batman the Telltale series, episode two, Children of Arkham, released on September 20th, 2016, directed by Jonathan Stouter, written by James Windler, or Windler, Patrick Kevin Day, Andrew Hansen, Shannon Ingalls, and Megan Thornton, and designed by My- uh, Michael Kirkbride, Emily Garrison, and Matthew McManus. Mitchell, I'm just going to... Yeah, I I guess while we're here, uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. How did you feel about episode two, Children of Arkham? I feel like that's a bit of a loaded question, considering (laughs) what we just discussed right before we started recording. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which, for the listener out there, was that I don't really remember how I felt about it, because I played it like a whole week ago. Do you want me to go first then? I yes, can tell you I would how love I you to go first, it. and then I'll I'll see if I think it what you say is so smart or so dumb, and then I I'll play th- off that. Okay, I thought episode two of Batman: The Telltale Series, Children of Arkham, yeah, uh, was f- fucking awesome. <laughs> I thought it was great. I had really? A great time. Okay, cool. I, I thought it, I had a great time with this episode, especially since in the first episode, I did say it was good, but like maybe a little dry. Like, like it's very, it felt like mm-hmm. very basic things, which is fine to start your story out. This one, it, off the rails, this episode. So much crazy shit happens. A uh, lot of craziness happens, for sure. It's an adrenaline roller coaster. Yeah, so, um, this, I think, actually was the last episode I played. Um, because You don't I remember remembered- anything else? Well, I remembered it going up until I, we might play this next episode and then I'll be like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> but I really remembered the, uh, the debate. Oh, yeah, definitely. There is a, uh, a set piece moment toward the end of this episode with a debate between incumbent Gotham Mayor Hill and uh, challenger to the throne Harvey Dent. And there is a lot of cool stuff that happens during it. Mitchell, and, are you are you yeah. Team Dent or Team Hill? Well, I'm definitely Team Dent. Hill wasn't a cool guy, and the whole that was. I mean, he's bad. We don't like him. Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely more Team Dent after this episode. Uh, I was. I think I was as Team Dent before and after this episode. Although there were things that happened in the course of both of these episodes that we've played so far that kind of play on. Um, a really interesting thing with Harvey Dent where Bruce Wayne and th- this is I, I think the, pretty much the same dynamic as exists in the Nolan movies. Bruce Wayne thinks Harvey Dent is genuinely a great force for Gotham. He is an right. actual good person. He, if it put in a position of power, will change the town for the better in a way that will allow him to not have to be Batman anymore. It'll just be a better place. Right. Um, Bruce Wayne sees that in Harvey Dent. But also, <laughs> like, uh, on the side, Harvey Dent's going to be like, you know, I'll just invite a mob boss to my charity dinner. I don't care about the optics. Yeah, it'll be or, great. 
Um, I'm going to tell you, Bruce, even though you've donated millions of dollars to my campaign, maybe I shouldn't be seen with you right now because of my thing I did with the mob boss. I'm uh, going to go on live TV during a debate and put a bunch of pine cones in my mouth. Yeah. And, and Bruce, you can't say anything about pine cones for the next couple of days. <laughs> I know I'm the one who did it, but you probably should distance yourself from pine cones for a while. So in a way, Bruce sees Harvey Dent as like a super admirable person and just like a really good guy, a, a force for change. But also, he's a really hard person to be friends with. Yeah. Uh, just constantly making it more difficult than it had to be time and time again. Right. But I do like that, I do like that they make screen. him. A, I do like that they make him a nice guy, though. It's hard to be like that mad with him because like. He, he is pretty friendly with you. Like, he wants you to know, like, look, Bruce, I am your friend. I just can't be seen with you right now. You're in some hot water, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff going on there. What What is your favorite aspect of this episode for coming out of it so positively? I just thought it had a lot of great moments, a lot of potential golden moments, one might say. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and I thought... Uh, Last episode kind of introduces you to it, but, like, this episode, barely any Batman at all. It's mostly Bruce, and I feel like they do a really good job of endearing me to Bruce Wayne as a character. How would you say you feel about Bruce Wayne as a character versus Batman from Batman material uh, before this game? I've never given a shit about Bruce Wayne before. Okay. Even like anything before this, I'm just like, I don't care. I get it. He's just get him in that suit. Yeah, put him in that suit so I can start caring. Um <laughs> that that's a harsh way to say it, but like I've never been I've never cared that much. But here I'm like, oh no, I actually like seeing what this guy is going through. I I think he has some uh good witty lines. Uh I like that he's not just Mr. Sourpuss. You you yeah. can make him that way, but I choose not to, and it makes for a a more human Bruce, I think, to me. Definitely. I, I think that's fair. There's a lot of times where um, Batman is portrayed as having a different personality than Bruce Wayne, where uh, it's almost like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You see it a lot, especially in the uh, crossovers with larger DC properties like Superman and stuff, like Justice League. You see... Um, him become Batman and when he is Batman he's doing all this other superhero stuff and then he becomes Bruce Wayne and becomes this completely different person and in this game I I think I really like what they did here more than maybe most times I've seen the character uh, where Bruce Wayne is the character Batman is something he does sometimes yeah and why would Batman have different goals or a different belief system or anything like that. Kind of mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. So yeah, this is a Bruce Wayne game. This is mostly a Bruce Wayne game. Yeah, totally. I, I think, uh, I mean, we're only on episode two, but I think so far they've been pulling it off really well. Yeah, because uh, so I have here on my notes, the first thing you do in this episode is it, it, it's a bit of a like a time cut after the end of the last episode where Bruce confronts Alfred and says, you didn't tell me my dad was a criminal. And then in this episode, it starts with Bruce um, in Crime Alley, which is called Crime Alley. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thinking about the moment uh, 
a burglar named Joe Chill, who is called Joe Chill, killed his parents uh, because that name was chosen in the 1940s and you can't undo it. <laughs> uh, and he's like trying to piece together. Was there anything I missed at this time? Did something happen that I just didn't pay attention to uh, that was more important than I thought it was? And he's realizing that Joe Chill was sort of hired by um, the group between, like, Falcone, Thomas Wayne, and Hill. He doesn't really know which one of them, but, like, it was part of that group. It wasn't just a random thing. He just... He, yeah. Joe Chill wasn't simply a, a, a mentally unstable guy. He was hired to do a job. Yeah. I liked the scene. I liked... Uh, it's it's interesting showing you, like, actually what exactly happened. I don't know how common it is to, like, actually let you see Batman's car- parents get killed with a gun in, in the head. It is incredibly common. It's in everything. Right, well, I... <laughs> It's it, in so many movies. In does fact, it show I've him get shot in the fucking eye with blood? Well, I mean, maybe through the chest or... But yeah, like you see this scene 100%. This was I, brutal. If, I have it written... I mean, yeah, they did make it more brutal by aiming for the face. Um, but you you do see this murder a lot. In fact, I've written down... Do we get bored of always seeing Crime Alley in <laughs> Batman material? Um, yeah, I guess I, I don't because I. I guess we seen don't. <laughs> I guess we just. We, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Mitchell, have you ever seen um, the movie Teen Titans Go to the Movies? No, I haven't. There's a scene where they're trying to like uh, change the past by. They're, I forget the, it's been a while since I've seen it, but they're like trying to change the future by changing what happened in the past. And so there's a scene where they go back in time and stop Batman's parents from being killed. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh yeah, don't go, don't go down there. Don't worry about it. Uh, but then they fuck up. <laughs> Just don't go. They fuck up. They ruined, they ruined the future. So they have to go back and make sure all that stuff did happen again. <laughs> so it shows when they go back to crime alley, it shows them, uh, they they give Martha the pearls and then push them into the alley and then Robin gives the rest of the team a thumbs up as you just hear gunshots. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, that's exactly how it plays out in the movie. They're like, good job. We killed Batman's parents, everybody. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the movies I've seen this in. Uh, I've seen it in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, the, the right. first Ben Affleck one. I've seen it in Batman Begins, the first Christopher Nolan directed one. I've seen it in... Batman, the uh, the first Tim Burton directed one, right? Um, I believe they play at it in Lego Batman. Uh, I've definitely seen it in Batman the end. Uh, yeah, no, I've seen it. It's everything. It's in everything. Um, right. Not in in this version. They they do do it. You know, they they tailor it to the product. And yeah, that's what I mean. I I've just never seen it so gruesomely portrayed. Well, they've never done anything, to my knowledge, that has indicated this kind of uh, collaboration between Thomas Wayne and right. the killer. So, Mitchell, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you forgive Alfred? You know, I said I did, but I made a note in my heart to, you know, pull it out <laughs> I <don't>... when it <laughs> matters. <laughs> pull it out when I want, like, extra ice cream or something. Yeah, yeah. 
You did not tell me about my parent, my parents. Yeah, so... I know you. You said I don't get more chocolate ice cream, but uh, you didn't tell me about my parents. So what are we gonna do about this, Alfred? Yeah, what are we gonna do about it? You didn't tell me about my parents. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to say goodbye to that luxury bedroom I gave you. <laughs> yeah, I. The, it it was definitely another instance. This is maybe the. It's coming up the most here out of almost anything i think that we've played where the dialogue option it will say uh when alfred says could you ever forgive me and uh i am given it the option i'm given the option alfred we're family and i wanted to pick that and say like we're family so we're gonna have to keep being in this together so it's not really about me forgiving you it's about let's let's figure this out now Let's hash this out, buddy. But what Bruce says when you pick that is, oh, I could never be mad at you. We're family. Like, no, that's not that's not in the thing. I don't know that I'm picking that when I pick that. I, I get you. I'll, but also, I, that, I had a feeling that's what he meant. Just yeah, personally. Yeah, but like it was so, even I did, but like it was even more than what right. I thought. That was in the direction of... <laughs> You're fucking family, dude. I could never cut you out. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Bruce just offers fake things that he's lied to Alfred about to make it even. <laughs> Remember when I said uh, the dog tracked in the, the doo-doo mud? <laughs> yeah, I did that. I tracked in the doo mud. I just didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> um, um, I, I I also forgave him. Part of it was, I mean, he said he didn't approve. He said he didn't want anything to do with this. So you, yeah, but you how know, can we... I trust that? <laughs> I guess that's true. I don't know. I was just like, here, Alfred, let's bond over this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. You know what? I I really am not ready to forgive him for that. It was like thirty <laughs> years. <laughs> That's true. It was 30 years. Uh, there was also a cool detail, I think, that that played on how privileged Bruce Wayne was. And I think this episode in particular is really leaning into Bruce Wayne realizing how privileged he was. Not just in like, oh, yeah, I was lucky. I was in the upper, you know, 1%. Um, no, he was cheating a lot of systems while his parents were in order to be there and he was incredibly unfairly privileged uh he makes a comment about the movie they saw at the theater before they were leaving Mm -hmm. Uh, he goes i must have seen that movie at that theater a dozen times how often were they playing it and (laughs) alfred goes only when you wanted to see it Ooh. Your mother would call in and make a special request and a small donation, and they would play the movie just for you. And that's that was that's incredible. That's a great line. That's a great yeah. little. Did you get that? Did you? Uh, did they say that to you in the episode? I think yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Same. And and there was another line. Um. There there was another line here when. If you ask Alfred, like, Alfred, really, how could you? Which is what I did before, I guess I accidentally forgave him. <laughs> <laughs> For real, how did? How could you have done this? How could you have told me 
that we, or how could you have not told me that we were involved with organized crime? And Alfred goes, they were billionaires, Bruce, not millionaires. (laughs) Shit, Alfred, I guess you're right. You don't get that amount of privilege without greasing your hands. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a really cool angle. Um mm-hmm. because they, they you know he's very rich. He's he's rich in a way that can't possibly be okay. And uh <laughs> there's a deceptively sh- small number of Batman things that actually play around with that at all. Right. Yeah. I wish I had a billion dollars. I think you don't. Uh, yeah. Now that you say that, I think that's right. I think you want a, a few million. I think uh, I think uh, clean business people can, if they really, really do it, I guess get a million. Billion impossible. You can't, you can't get a billion without breaking some moral high grounds. No, I'm saying I do, though. I just want, I'm not saying it'll happen. I'm just saying I want it. Yeah, I don't want you to want it. That's a problem. Anyway, I think we have to move on to other parts of the episode. Um, but what is the next part of the episode? Um, he goes to talk with uh, Falcone. Right. Right. Okay, yeah. In the hospital at the station. I noted this scene as a very good example of the black and white noir filter in Shadows Mode. Um, just really pop and really coming across. Oh. This feels like a, a delicious noir moment in a way that uh, only Telltale does this exact kind of noir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Uh, but you just reminded me of something I wanted to ask you about. Sure. Um, since you're playing on the Shadows mode, did you have any weird like visual bugs? Because um, I had a couple. I had a couple big ones that really stuck out. Nothing stuck out. So what what happened to you? So at one point in this episode, I guess this one isn't as bad, but it also happened last episode. There's like one scene where someone's shadow will become very pixely. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's common yeah. in games. So I probably just didn't even clock it. Um. And the other yeah. one was uh, Commissioner Gordon's cigarette smoke. Looks extremely. We- it's it's just like. It it's just like it doesn't even look like smoke. It's just like pure white. It's like a big block of white that would raise up and just kind of dissipate. Yeah, it's, I don't know. it's hard. I, to, it's hard to explain. But it I wasn't... don't have I don't have memory of that looking weird. But I can also imagine that. Pure white is not as weird of a thing in a black and white setting. Exactly. That's that's what reminded me of it. Boy, it did not look good at all in regular okay. form. When was he... Was this in the... Uh, where they have Falcone? I forget exactly where it was. It might have been. But it, just any time he's smoking a cigarette. I think it was with Falcone. Uh, yeah, the smoke rising up will just be a white block. <laughs> like a, a weird white snake made of angles so this is the uh this is the part of the episode and really the part of the season where i think we're starting to see the thrust of what's going on here Mm -hmm. because bruce interviews falcone and you may or may not get some information out of him um and you have the option to make him suffer or give him some morphine which is i think a great classic telltale nonsense choice (laughs) um what do you do regardless of what you do immediately after that 
there is a police officer who you walked by earlier and she was very nice and, and calm and fine. But now she's got some like blue and I can see that it's blue, um, like blood coursing around her lips and face. Mm-hmm. And she's crazed and she comes in and shoots Falcone in the head and chest multiple times. Yeah, he's just he's done so. So we're we're dealing with some sort of drug. Someone has drugged her. And when you are drugged in this way, you lose all of your inhibitions toward hate and violence. Right. Interesting interesting uh villain angle, I think. Mm-hmm. Because what they were saying later in the episode, where you get the creator of this chemical, he's just saying, she always wanted to do that. She was just also a person with in, uh, with prohibitions around <laughs> shooting people randomly. Uh, <laughs> so we gave her the drug, and then she did what she wanted to do. I don't know if I believe that really about this person <laughs> from uh the guy who made the chemical it does seem more like you just become violent yeah that's that's the impression i got from it yeah but um yeah if someone who's just very pure of heart got this they would just be fine it, maybe i don't know i'm not <laughs> sure how that works yeah um I think it's easier to just say, oh, it brings... I, I mean, I guess you could, like, think, like, oh, so she would always think, like, oh, I Falcone's just gonna get out of here. Something really... Something serious needs to be done with this guy. He's just gonna keep getting out of here. And then once she's injected with that, that twists that into, I'm gonna put him six feet in the ground right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something I think about... Uh kind of often when people bring up the idea of drunk thoughts or drunk talks or sober thoughts. You heard that expression? Yeah. Um, I don't agree with it at all. Because a a part of a person's personality is their inhibitions. So if you're removing inhibitions, yeah, you get what's left, but, like, that was never really who they were anyway. Right. Yeah. Um... But I guess we, that might be the philosophical thrust of this whole season. So maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we might be a little too smart for this game. We Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm seeing way past the forest and the trees to the pot of gold in the center. Yeah, you uh, guys you guys listening. What? Pot of gold in the center of a forest. End of a rainbow. Okay, yeah. And there you go. Hmm. I think I have a weird energy this podcast episode. <laughs> no, the audience can't see it, but your brain is like pulsating from this. Oh, yeah. It's going a million miles, uh, uh, tails per hour. Yeah, it's pretty and cool. It's really good. There's <laughs> a whole other like subplot of this episode with Catwoman. Yeah. So you tell her that. You, so you meet yeah. up at, at a bar together. Yeah. Uh. And then you tell her, oh, yeah, that guy who didn't get that hard drive you were promising. uh, Yeah, that was the fucking penguin. Yeah, that's my friend Oswald Cobblepot Jr. And he's the penguin. And guess what? He wants you dead. Yeah, and she doesn't appreciate that. And then you get into a bar fight with penguins men. Can I just say, I think 
the chemistry between Selena and Bruce is very good. I thought it's they were, very good. I thought they were super fun to watch. Well, so you do this uh, bar fight with a good chemistry, and then you have an option based on that chemistry. I would argue to either kiss Selena Kyle or not. What did you do? I did not kiss her. It just seemed like a little soon. I kissed her. Ooh, we got it. We're doing Game of Thrones too, I guess. No, I lied. I didn't kiss her. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, you okay. Liar. Here's what I'll say. When I played it in 2016, I kissed mm. her. Ooh. And I don't remember how that went, except for, um, I don't know if this is maybe episode three, so I don't want to say it. Um, but I thought it was like this episode right after you kiss her. Um, should I say this? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Up to you, Dustin. What do you um, think I should do? So you're saying you're going to like spoil something coming up? I might be, or I might just be talking about something that's in this episode that we didn't do. I can't remember. Oh, maybe let's save it just in case. I don't okay, want to get make, ahead I'll of make a note. Again. I'll make a note. You know um, how good we are at making notes. Yeah, but I, I think uh, in, in 2016, my mind was much more on, yeah, no, no, we should kiss Selena. Um, <laughs> then uh, the, the politics of what it would look like if we kissed Harvey Dent's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was more forefront. And I think probably coming off of playing all these other Telltale games puts me way more in the mindset of, okay, I know how to be careful. I'm not going to just kiss someone's girlfriend. <laughs> I know what's going to come of this. Um, especially Game of Thrones. I feel like that's a very Game of Thrones type of decision of like, oh, you ate Ramsay Snow's favorite rabbit. <laughs> oh, no, you were hungry, but now he's mad. Shit, I didn't know it was his favorite rabbit. Do what you were going to eat his third favorite rabbit and think that would be fine? <laughs> yeah, right, Garrett. <laughs> There's a reason we told you to go to the wall. <laughs> he just kept eating rabbits. Um, yeah, and then, so right after th that, you have a cool moment where you can choose to either go confront Mayor Hill as Batman or as Bruce Wayne. Which did you do, Mitchell? Bruce. I, this was very hard. I thought this was a great choice. Because, yeah, yeah, I like this choice. Yeah, because I felt like, oh, I kind of want to do both of these. <laughs> Yeah. Because I I do just really like what they've done with Bruce up until now. I went with Batman just because we had barely done much Batman up until then. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm glad, because I want to know what happens with Batman. With Bruce. Or, or um, I'm sorry, with Batman and Hill. So, he visits Mayor Hill's office. He's very okay. intimidating. Yeah. Um... Sorry, it's been a couple days, so I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. So he goes to visit uh, Mayor Hill, and he's just uh, trying to get answers on whether or not he uh, sent the hit out on him. And he said, uh, he's he he tells Batman that Thomas Wayne is the one who sent uh, Cobblepot's mom up to Arkham. Yes, okay, I got that information too. Yeah, but for me, it turned into him trying to run away, 
Batman breaking through his door to grab him and, and get the info. And then his security guards come in and start shooting at me. And doing this, uh, Commissioner Gordon did not like this. Oh, okay. Okay. Later on, when we see Commissioner Gordon, he's like, look, you can't just be doing shit like this, Batman. <laughs> so it, it seems like you got maybe a, a bit of a clearer idea of some information than I did, but uh, I had an opportunity to make a deal as Bruce. That was the benefit I got. Ooh, what um, happened? Because Bruce is a wheeling, dealing kind of guy. Yeah. And uh, Batman has no such ability. Hill says, hey, look, um, you're in a position here with your parents being found out for being criminals. And I am in this position that could totally make it go away, make you be sitting pretty. But you'd have to stop contributing money to Harvey's campaign. Ooh. You would be fine. You just have to stop contributing money to my competitors. But he, but he would be fucked. Yeah, and I, I told him, there's no way I'm not doing that. So I basically Dent's didn't my friend, man. get any benefit out of it because I didn't take the deal. But I had the opportunity to take the deal. Yeah, so for me, there was no such deal. He, he just uh, sang like a canary. But then, yeah, Commissioner Gordon was all like, you can't, no, no, Batman bad. Mm-hmm. Did you feel ashamed? <laughs> I was like, sorry, man. Sorry, Gordon. No, I'm 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 for real right now. <laughs> um uh, he's yelling at you. Do you, Dustin, feel ashamed at any choice you made leading up to that thing that you got yelled at for? Not really. I got I got what Bruce wanted to know. C- Commissioner Gordon's yelling at me. I don't even know Commissioner Gordon. I, Dustin, have no I've never chatted with this guy. Yeah. I don't know. And here's the thing. I would feel worse about betraying Harvey Dent because he and Bruce are good friends. Mm-hmm. Batman and Commissioner Gordon are just like work buddies. And buddies is like in quotes. They work together. He respects Batman. But I don't feel that bad get being on his bad side because they're not friends. They're they're not like super tight bros. Gordon and Batman. I mean, yeah, yeah you're right. If we had like a history, if he was, if he like really laid it on thick and like looked me in the eye and said, "Man, I I thought we were friends. Why did you <laughs> Why did you do this to me?" Then I would maybe be like, uh, "I'm sorry." Um. So you meet up with Gordon and Catwoman, right? Yeah. Uh, on the roof of the debate between Mayor Hill and Harvey Dent. This debate's finally happening. It's like the last big one before the election. Um, this is the thing that's going to really cement people's chances. Right. And you know what? It doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. <laughs> it doesn't go great, I would say. Penguin infiltrates it and gives both Harvey Dent and Mayor Hill the drug. Mm-hmm. That uh, the instinct drug. Well, he forces and... Vicky Vale to do it. Yeah, oh yeah, he forces Vicky Vale. Who he, he kills the moderator. I sometimes forget as a character. <laughs> yeah, she's not super important, but he does kill the moderator of the debate and makes her do it after mm-hmm. injecting them. Yeah, I. This is a flash of theatrics. I'm not sure exactly why he does. He doesn't like this moderator. Yeah, and he likes didn't Vicky have Vale more. Yeah, he couldn't. He could have just had the moderator do it. Yeah, this is they they want to present the penguin like a revolutionary in this, yeah. right? 
Mm-hmm. He's like a, a class warfare revolutionary. Right. And that's cool, except for moments where you're like, oh, and also he's just like a regular, completely evil person. Yeah, he just like killed a guy. Yeah, I don't love that. I mean, everything up to this kind of felt like a natural thing where clearly he's got loose morals around death in trying to support his cause, but like killing the moderator, like why? He's just a moderator. <laughs> you show any means business. Yeah, he's he did this to show off for his son who's watching on TV right now. <laughs> did you see, son? I did it just like you asked. Yeah. <laughs> And his son, Oswald Coppelfot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to Harvey Dent's credit, when he gets this drug, he doesn't seem to, like, do anything that bad. Yeah, he's kind of under control. He's like, oh, I, I gotta not do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, the Penguin takes this opportunity to shoot up Mayor Hill completely. He's now dead. Um and there's also this video message from what looks to be the penguin's boss who is talking about um the 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 drug and i mean i didn't really understand what he was talking about i didn't write it down <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i think that is and i don't know i really don't know but i think that is scarecrow yeah, that's that's the impression I got. Um, and that makes sense with this drug, like being this universe's version of the scarecrow gas. Yeah, where people uh, are f- afraid of things. Interesting design for him. It's not a literal scarecrow. Yeah, and that is actually the part that makes me think it is not scarecrow because uh, I feel like they just would make him literally scarecrow. The penguin has a penguin beak. Uh, Catwoman is a Catwoman. I thought that was kind of neat, the penguin beak. Yeah, I liked the penguin beak. It's a, um, it's not the kind of penguin you would assume it is. It's a different <laughs> kind of penguin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a penguin, but not the one you're thinking of. Yeah, it's like when King Shark is sometimes a, a great white shark and sometimes a hammerhead. Right. This is a This is a very different penguin. Uh, I, I wrote down in my notes here that this debate setup kind of had memories of Sam and Max 104 with the White <laughs> House front lawn debate between Max and the statue of Abraham Lincoln. Imagine if you had to do exactly the same thing. Batman's like, we got to get cue cards to make him say the wrong thing and look <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Selena's into it. Selena's just like, yeah, this this will be a good use of my time. This will be really funny. <laughs> So there is a moment near the end where both Selena Kyle as Catwoman, still masked, Harvey doesn't know it's her, mm-hmm. and Harvey Dent are in danger of being attacked or killed uh, by Penguin's men. And you have a split second, well, I mean, in the player's position, it's infinite time, but you need to very quickly choose, do you want to save Selena Kyle or Harvey Dent? And I saved Harvey Dent. Ooh, interesting. That's great because I'd love to know what happens in that case. Well, I think you should say what happens in your case first. Um, so I saved Selena Kyle and 
penguin oswald uh grabs one of the lights from the set and just uh slams it into harvey dent's face uh Mm -hmm. disfiguring uh that side of his face which i totally didn't see coming (laughs) yeah you might call him a two-face all of a sudden yeah it's it's kind of when i said when batman saw him he said "Ooh, it looks like he has two faces (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah selena kind of fights her own battles Mm -hmm. it reminded me of beshka in right. the I think the third episode of Game of Thrones, where uh she's kinda good to fight on her own, but she'll look at you afterward and be like, I can't believe you didn't save me there. Um Right, so she and, just and then gives you she that. makes her exit, but she's fine. She yeah, I figured they wouldn't kill her or anything. Yeah, and Harvey Dent does not become two face. Interesting. Yeah, I'd... he does not have the two face syndrome. <laughs> Of having I, half a face. I would love it for the rest of the season for you. He's like putting his face like dangerously near like things that could harm <laughs> it. I am. You know what? That's a joke, but I'm positive that's going to happen. <laughs> he, he's he's like looking down into a vat of acid with that side of his face down near it. He's like, golly, this is neat. Yeah. Uh, there, <laughs> there's a moment earlier in the episode where uh, Bruce is on the phone. With I know Harvey, what you're going to say. I was going to say it too. Uh, he, <laughs> Harvey needs to go, and he's like, uh, look, Bruce, I gotta go. The makeup artist needs to put on my face. And it's a cute little thing, and I imagine that we'll get 40 more of those. <laughs> I would love it if, if, for you, it just never built to anything. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I don't know what'll happen at all with that. Like, Do you think there's some sort of element of fate in the universe here that is on a collision course with half of Harvey Dent's face. <laughs> you were supposed to have that part of your face fucked up. <laughs> you were supposed to. What? You it better watch out, f- buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember when I played it last time, Harvey Dent did lose his face. So um, I, w- I was metagaming a little bit, but I d- genuinely didn't remember how those things happened. Well, that's I just fine. That they did happen. That's fine because I'm very interested in seeing how it plays out. I picked Selena because I just really like her and Bruce's chemistry. I'm like, you know what, Harvey, you're great, but I think I like Selena more at this point. So I'm going. I, th- with I think her. you got a little crush on her. No, she's just fun. I think you got a little crush on her. <laughs> oh, stop. Um, um. Yeah, and I bet she doesn't have a crush on me anymore because yeah. I saved. Her boyfriend. <laughs> she should be into that. <laughs> she should. She should. Uh, you know, be yeah, glad that her act, boyfriend es- didn't die. Especially if she can take care of herself. Yeah, she's a she's a good puncher and her kicker. Yeah, now she can say, "Oh, good. Now we're both just okay." Yeah. I um, actually. <laughs> yeah, it turns out she's thinking. I actually really wanted him to die. So I want to talk about Arkham. Okay. Because we don't see it at all in any either of the episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Children of Arkham. It, yeah, this episode is called Children of Arkham. And you see why the Penguin uh, had his parents committed to Arkham. Yeah. And it was very clear they were not mentally unstable, at least at first. Yeah, they injected uh, her with something. Yeah, and like Thomas Wayne injected her with the stuff in order to make that happen. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe Chill ended up in Arkham. But he was, uh, I think, stabbed to death in Arkham. Right. Uh, Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> that was a strange little moment. <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> I I didn't even know who you were talking about. <laughs> it just took me I took myself by surprise so strongly there. Arthur, who am I talking about? And then Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> uh Alfred makes a comment, no one mourns for Joe Chill. Right. This is an outdated horrifying mental facility uh, that is supposed to be replaced with this new mental institution that uh, Bruce is pouring money into. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's not, it's probably not going to get off the ground now because it's got his parents' names on him on, on the, on the door and his parents are not cool people apparently. Yeah. Whoops. But uh, I, I think this recontextualization of Arkham is very interesting, especially considering that around the same time these, uh, these episodes are coming out, the most recent video game appearance of Batman, and still to this day the most prolific video game appearance of Batman, is all about Arkham. I still it's need to play about... those. Yeah, I do too. I played the first one. I, I got um, them when they I were on Arkham sale. Arkham City is really good. I, I Yeah, I hear Arkham it. City is the best of the two uh i got them on sale but i just haven't had the time to jump into them yet yeah how do we feel about this presentation of arkham and what it means for the future of the gotham interconnected universe uh i'm interested in seeing where it goes do you think we're going to gotham or or arkham i i i don't want to say I 100% believe we are, but I think it's pretty likely. I I I could definitely see it. Like an episode that's like just about Arkham. So here's a here's a question. We've seen the Penguin, uh Batman obviously, Catwoman, Gordon, maybe Scarecrow, um and people like Falcone who are just like constants in this universe. Right. Who would you want to see in a Batman story? You got any uh, like a like a Batman side character or something that you'd want to see show up? I like Neil Patrick Harris as the music meister myself. <laughs> He's a good one. Well, He's a good thing, one. The thing is, my answer would be Scarecrow. I think Scarecrow is just like a cool idea for a villain. Yeah. And sometimes he even looks cool. Sometimes he doesn't. Um but if so, I would say Scarecrow, unless we're seeing Scarecrow already. Um, I like Killer Croc. He's just Killer a big Croc crocodile is cool. man. Yeah. Um, I I've always been a big Nightwing fan. I like Nightwing, but in order to have Nightwing, you have to have like a whole Robin thing first. And yeah, you, you gotta don't even do Robin. Have a hint of that. Yeah. This Bruce Wayne is uh, seemingly too young to have a Robin yet. <laughs> yeah, he needs to so earn I guess it. We don't have that. He needs to earn it. Yeah. First. What do you think he's got to do before he's allowed to have a Robin? He just has to prove he's responsible enough. Oh, maybe you can get like a pet Robin, like a like a rock Robin. 
Yeah, and and show you know how to take care of it, and then you can go out and adopt a child. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You have to have a bag of flour that doesn't pop or get eaten by the Joker or anything for about <laughs> a week before you're allowed to have a real one. It cuts. It cuts to Alfred walking in. Uh. Uh. Master Wayne, what are you? What are you doing in here? And Batman's like crying, and he has his rock and like a big glass of water. He's like, I fucked up, Alfred. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, I guess I don't know what else to talk about. I'm very into the episode. I liked it a lot. Uh, you seem to have liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was just like an exciting time all the way through in a way the first episode kind of isn't, which which is fine. It does a good job of setting it up. But this episode I was more into, but I think it just being so like straightforward, there's really not that much to talk about. We hit all the major stuff that happened in this episode. I think we did. Um, so why don't we jump into our segments? I would love nothing more. What's your choice cut? Uh, visiting Mayor Hill as Bruce or Batman. That's a really good one. That's a good gameplay one. Yeah, because I feel like up until now, a lot of these telltale choices, I've been like, uh, do I want to do this one or this one? And then I'll pick one and I'll stick with it and I'll feel good about it. This, I think, might be the first time where I've been like, well, I just want to do both of these. I just want to see how both of these play out. Because mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing how it goes down with Bruce, and I'm interested in seeing how it goes down with Batman. Uh, not enough to go through the whole episode again, but <laughs> I mm-hmm. it did have me like, ah, oh, shit, this is so good. Both of these are good choices. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was cool. And the only reason I went with Batman was because the episode had been pretty light on Batman up until then. I thought, let's change it up a little. I think I probably should pick that one too, but I'm not gonna because Which, I'm wild like that. Yeah, you don't you you're not afraid to go there is what we Yeah. Say. And my version of going there this week is that my choice cut is kissing Selena or not. <laughs> yeah, that uh, explain. Uh I think there's an amount of power fantasy and wish fulfillment fantasy in video games, especially choose your own narrative adventure video games like this. Mm-hmm. that aren't healthy um you know i think there's a place for it certainly right but really just contextualizing of this of like hey you have a friend who is dating this woman and it would be bad for him it would be bad for his campaign which you really genuinely believe in the future of his campaign it's mm-hmm. not just like electing your friend you really think gotham it would be a better place you do maybe have a moral obligation to morally weigh that against wanting to kiss Catwoman. But maybe you don't do it. Maybe maybe you just kiss Catwoman. I didn't this time, but you know what? Next time I might. I don't know. (laughs) Next time I might just do it. Yeah. Yeah, The only reason Video games can't just be giving you everything you want all the time. There's reasons to not have things you want. Yeah, I said no partially because of the Harvey Dent thing, but also like we're we like have a great chemistry going on. This is great. I love our little interactions, but this is our second time meeting. You think that not kissing her is going to strengthen the friendship in a Telltale game? That is not what's going to happen. I know that's not There's what's no going to happen. That's that's <laughs> just what was going on through Dustin's head. I was like it's not right to kiss yeah. you this early. 
That is fair. I think that is a more realistic interpretation of uh, adult friendships anyway. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, now that he's going to be two-faced, you know, who knows where things go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, golden moment. My golden moment. It was the moment. bar fight. The bar fight. Yeah, that was mine too. It, it's so good. Yeah, there's a lot of great, um, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about the the storytelling, the political intrigue, the character dynamics in the course of this podcast. What doesn't come across very well in this podcast is when choreography or spectacle moments are just really good yeah. in the game. Because we, we don't have much of a vocabulary to talk about it, but they were. They were just really good. There was a lot of, um, like... Catwoman would crack a cue, uh, like a like a pool cue against someone, and then part of it would break off, and then Bruce would catch it and use that in a fluid way, and yeah, uh, very impressive animation. Definitely, I I loved it, and I think it says a lot how uh you can put a scene that's just like a fight with two people in a dingy, shitty bar over like big set piece fight scenes like the debate later i yeah. I, I did like the debate scene a lot too um but i it i don't, I don't even know how to explain <laughs> i guess it yeah. just does come down to just it was done very well choreographed really well and it also helps that it came after a great scene with bruce and selena talking so i was just like i'm mm-hmm. feeling really good during this yeah, you're in a very good position to care about the dynamic between these two characters, and then they give you a great opportunity to do so. Yeah, exactly. It, it's great. So I wrote down for Weekly Guy, and I'm hoping you can tell me why I did this. Okay. Because I don't understand this. I wrote it down. Mayor Hill. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't, don't either. We do find out that he's the one who... Uh put the hit out on Batman's parents before he gets uh, shot to death by the Penguin Man. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why that would make him your weekly guy. No, I don't think so. That's like the one thing he does in this episode. Yeah, I retract it. I'm saying Harvey Dent. Okay, yeah. Harvey's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) He makes that little line about putting on his face. He makes that little line about putting on his face. He's just got a lot of... uh, He's got some... Real running for mayor vibes in this one. <laughs> I do like his characterization. He is like a legit friend to Bruce. Mm-hmm. But he does, he is in a political situation where he kind of has to distance himself from it. Uh, what did you say to him when he asked if that was okay? Did you just say it was fine? I just said, it's fine. I'm going to still pay you. I really would prefer you think about not dying tonight. And then Harvey's like, okay, I won't die. <laughs> Whatever that means. Whatever that means. I won't listen to the rest of what you have to say, but sure, Yeah, it, tur- it turns out after he hung up the call, Batman says, no, what I was going to say was I didn't want you to die because Penguin is going to interrupt the debate and shoot everyone. <laughs> um, You know what? I don't give it to Harvey Dent. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to think it through. I we ha- I'm glad that we Third had this talk. Third time's the charm. Um, Alfred. <laughs> you were just saying you didn't want to forgive him earlier. Okay, run me. Oh, I don't want to forgive. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not thrilled with him. But he is your weekly guy. He is my weekly guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no, not in a way that like I personally like this character. I think in personally like this character, Selena probably wins. 
but I like what they're doing with Alfred a lot. I don't know whether or not to trust Alfred at this point. Um, but it's not done in just a uh, sort of annoying withholding of information way. It's like, I must have all the information anyone would normally have in the, that situation. And I just have to make the call. I really like what they're doing with that character. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Well, who's yours? Mine's Bruce. Bruce is good. Yeah, and like, I guess I don't have that much to say about it other than just this is the first episode that really made me like Bruce Wayne. Like, I thought what they did with him in the first episode was good. Well, and it sounds like the first Batman anything that makes you like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, basically. Hmm. Like, not saying they never do him well in anything, but it is the first time where I'm like, oh, I like Bruce as a character. I'll be totally honest. Usually when I watch Batman stuff, it's because I like the villains. I'm like, oh, you have such a cool rogues gallery. Yeah, um, yeah, he does. I Yeah, I normally don't give a shit about Bruce. Clockman. Yeah, there's like uh, the the human ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> What's he do? <laughs> He's just like ketchup and you can slip on him. Okay. He says, yeah, I'd go great on a burger. Great. <laughs> yeah no the great example the good rogues gallery yeah <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> but um yeah this <laughs> and part of it was because i really liked like how he bounces off selena i liked his uh turmoil with alfred um I, I just like that he does have so much shit he's going through, but it's the first time I, like, actually feel, like, sympathy for him. I'm like, oh, shit, this is, like, a lot to have to deal with, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mister Millionaire Man. Um, Yeah, you know what's another thing I liked? I liked that when Bruce goes to the bar, he's just in, like, like regular schlubby clothes. He's, like, wearing a hoodie. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it looks like a rich person's attempt at schlub. Yeah, but I bought it. If I saw him, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he looks like he walks amongst the rest of us every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember remember Frank? Remember Frank, the guy at the bar? Oh, look who it is. Oh, you came down to the bar. No, I didn't expect a guy like you to come down to the bar. Yeah, I liked that one. Yeah, he was good. I almost put him down for Weekly Guy, but I didn't. I saw... Um, there's the first episode of the Marvel show Secret Invasion came out mm-hmm. and there was a similar moment where uh, Nick Fury was in a bar in Russia and there was this guy at the bar who was like, hey, man, you suck. And Nick Fury is like, OK, buy this. I'm going to buy this guy a vodka. And then the guy was like, OK, great. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that is just how you deal with that situation. Yeah, that's just all it takes. Yeah, that's a real life lesson. You that's you just do that. Yeah, if someone is pissed off at you and wants to beat the shit out of you, buy them a drink and th- not anymore. Yeah. I think that's mostly true. I'll take that to my grave. Yeah. Um Yeah, th- yeah, good bar stuff. So Frank <laughs> good is your bar stuff. Frank is your <laughs> weekly guy then? No, Bruce is my weekly guy. <laughs> but Frank was almost my weekly guy. Um, if, what if I was, what time. I was gonna say about Bruce, okay, go ahead, is just that like if he he's so singularly wealthy, uh-huh. um, there's no one in his bracket with him, right? Right. He's just the one guy at the very, 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 very top. I'm Mr. Big and, Shot. 
Yeah, he's Mr. Big Shoots over here. And <laughs> you'd think that that would make you so dissociated from reality. But I think it kind of takes it, it takes friends in order to be dissociated from reality. Right? Like it needs you need to see other people who are as rich as you in order to think it's normal. Right. With Bruce Wayne, like he looks around in 360 degrees around Wayne Manor and he just sees regular people. So he's probably got a pretty good idea of what regular people are, even if the problems of regular people will never touch him. Right. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think it makes for a more human uh, gazillionaire. Yeah. uh, Cause I don't, I don't really think that's true about a lot of Bruce Wayne's uh, like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne feels more, he feels more rich to me. Right. Um, and, and Lego Batman. Lego Batman is so rich. <laughs> he he is just so rich. And that one works because that's like part of the joke. He's he's like a, a yeah. shithead. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just really like what they're doing with Bruce so far. Yeah, I hope it keeps up. We've got um, eight more episodes of this Batman thing going on. I, I also really like how... Um, you kind of, especially with the Codex, you kind of get to see what, like, bothers this guy. Because, like, in the Codex, he's like, oh, Oswald, I, I just see Oswald Cobblepot as the penguin now. He's such a bad dude. He used to be my friend. And now this shit's happening. Ah, oh, this sucks. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it, it lets you get in his head in a way that I don't think you get to do with Bruce very often. Um, Anything else before we head out? I think that's it. Like I said, it's a pretty straightforward episode, even though I think it is a pretty a very good episode. I had a great time with it. Yeah, and it's pretty straightforward in terms of our announcements, too. We don't have any. Yeah. Uh, we're about a month away from The Expanse coming out, less than a month at this point. Mm-hmm. So get ready for that. Yeah, that'll be a blast and a half. It'll be a blast and a half. Dustin, it's a brand new Telltale title. <laughs> have, have a great summer, yeah. Yeah, I hope your summer's a blast and a half.